Hi, and welcome to The Movie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls, where you can get a bunch of bonus content and more Booby Girls, because that's what you need in your life, right? And a free sticker. And a free sticker. <laughs> and this week we are covering A Walk to Remember. I forgot how sad this movie was. It's extremely sad. I forgot. When I was watching, I was like, did I see this in the theater? Like, I couldn't remember. Then I remember that... I think I saw it quite a few years after it actually came out. Mm -hmm. And I remember my dad and I actually watched it at home. It was on TV or something. And us, neither of us knew what this movie was about. And I remember we were both crying. And my dad like literally looked like Hulk Hogan, like this big guy, (laughs) you know, like, and he even cried in this movie. That's adorable. So what are you calling it? Uh, Team Jamie and Landon, because I was going to say, um, T or Jamie and Landon over Allie and Noah. (laughs) Because I know, like, everyone loves the notebook. So mm-hmm. I might have to put a poll on our Instagram of what couple you like more. Do you want to know my answer now? I'm going to guess it's not Jamie and Landon. <laughs> <laughs> you would be correct. Ugh, I love them. I, I, as much as I love this story, uh, mm-hmm. the notebook is just... And we'll cover it eventually, but it's just... It's got a special place in my heart. Ugh. Also, Rachel McAdams. <laughs> But also Shane West. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the book was originally published October of 1999, and it's written by Nicholas Sparks, who has been known to be a problematic um, individual. Which I don't, I didn't know that. Like, yes. what has he done? Like, what's wrong with him? Um, think about it. He's a white man who lives in North Carolina. Oh, you do the math. Got it. Yeah. Um, so we'll just leave that there. Um, it has a Goodreads rating of 4.18 out of 5, and it's 207 pages. Uh, and the movie came out in 2002, so I was a sophomore in high school, I think. Yeah. Sophomore in high 2002, school. 2002, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I was a freshman. Wait, in high school? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was still in middle <laughs> school. <laughs> it's rated PG, and it's a romance drama, obviously. And it's an hour and 41 minutes long, directed by Adam Shankman, who directed The Wedding Planner, which I love that movie. It's a great movie. Uh, Hairspray, Cheaper by the Dozen 2, and he's going to be directing the upcoming Hocus Pocus 2. Oh. Is he also the one that did the high school musical movies? Uh, he, he might've been the producer of that. He okay. does, he actually produced a lot more than he directed. Okay. So, but I didn't That look name just sounds really familiar. So the IMDb synopsis reads, the story of two North Carolina teens, Landon Carter and Jamie Sullivan, who are thrown together after Landon gets into trouble and is made to do community service. Which is not what happens in the book. I mean, it's what starts <laughs> it, but definitely not what the I mean, premise kind of the of. book is. <laughs> yeah, this book is vastly different than the movie yeah i was shocked actually um a couple of people did warn me they're like yeah it's not quite what you know what you get from the movie and i no. was like well like how much could it be different just yeah. thinking about the notebook and how yeah that's pretty similar so i was like can't be that weird it's that different but i was literally wrong. all different <laughs> <laughs> so some fun facts um The author, Nicholas Sparks, uh, he actually wrote the prologue of the book last, um, which similar to The Notebook, Mm -hmm. he he did that as well. Um, It's interesting. I mean, I guess once you've written your entire book, you get a better sense of what the book is is about. So maybe it makes sense to write the prologue last. I don't know. Who knows? Um, 
The book is actually inspired by his sister who died of cancer. Um, her husband, uh, funny enough, uh, proposed to her when after he found out that she was sick with cancer. Oh. So very similar. She always carried a Bible around with her. And like, you know, as much as it's not about his sister, the inspiration is yeah. definitely there. Interesting. Um, and the book spent nearly six months in the on the bestseller list uh, for hardcover and then an additional four months uh on paperback mm-hmm. it is a book that i mean I, I put a poll up on my instagram my personal instagram and so many people have said that like it's one of their favorite books ever which i'm like i could see that a walk to remember a is? walk to remember is yeah mm. so um yeah i mean mm. and i don't know I don't if those know people that. saw the or read the book before they saw the movie or what but um yeah it's apparently it's a fan favorite across the interesting readers of the world i've read so i've read now walk to remember and i've read obviously the notebook and i read the wedding i think those are the only three nicholas sparks books i've actually read i've read Sad to admit, I've read quite a few. I've read <laughs> those. I've read um, The Choice. I've read... I mean, I have them. I don't even know. I can't even name them all. Well, oh, he, The Last Song. I've I was going to say he... I mean, I haven't done the math, but I, I think it's probably safe to say that Nicholas Sparks has the most movie adaptations of his books. Probably. Because I was... I haven't done the research, so don't quote me. It's yeah. got to be close because when we were looking to see where we could watch this movie and Redbox was trying to charge me $4 and I said, absolutely <laughs> not. So I went to Amazon and Amazon had the, you know, the four catalog or a four movie catalog for like seven bucks. <laughs> and all four of those movies were books. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's even more than those. Oh yeah. So. Like I said, the last song, I mean, that's a, a popular one. Um, the choice, like I said, there's one, I think that um, isn't what's her face in it. Um, Julianne mm-hmm. Huff is in one of yeah, them. I think. Nights and Rodanthe. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's that one. Yeah. Message in a Bottle. There's yeah, a lot. see, there's a lot of them. <laughs> so it's funny that you say that everyone loves this book so much. The movie, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I will tell anyone I love this movie. It gets me every time. Yeah. I love Shane West. It only got a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, Ouch. which I was shocked about. Is that the lowest one we've had? Yeah, which which surprises me because we've, we've watched some real stinkers. Yeah. So, um... I was very shocked on that. But I guess if you're not buying it, you're not buying it. But, like, why wouldn't you be buying it? It's so I sad. Know. I don't know. Also, I don't think a lot of people like Mandy Moore, maybe. <gasps> I don't know. I don't know. Rude. Uh, the budget for the movie was $11.8 million and worldwide it grossed $47 million. So it did pretty well in the theater. But, again, I, it'll be interesting as we go on and see if we, when we do more Nicholas Sparks books, mm. uh, if it kind of has the same reviews and ratings. I mean, I would assume The Notebook has a much higher rating. I would not having done the research. So. <laughs> I would assume so. Uh, so most of the soundtrack actually includes uh, the band Switchfoot, mm-hmm. which the whole like the whole time I'm like singing along to because it, <laughs> it brings me back to my high school days. Uh, but they were, you know, they're uh, recognized as a native San Diego and contemporary Christian uh, music. And Mandy Moore was the one was actually a huge fan, fan of them at the time. So she had a really big influence of getting them to participate in the film. I was such a fan of them growing up. I love them. Only recently did I realize that they were a Christian band. Yeah. Well, and they were so mainstream <laughs> yeah. that, you know, cause there's Christian radio stations, but yeah. they were played definitely on top 40. Totally. So literally brought me back to like <laughs> high school dances, middle school dances. <laughs> Uh, the movie was shot in North Carolina, like we had talked about. Uh, but And actually, many of the sets were from the TV show Dawson's Creek, including uh, the school, the hospital, and Landon's home. Makes total sense. Which, you love the creek. 
I do. Well, and uh, One Tree Hill also mm-hmm. uses a lot of similar things that uh, Dawson's Creek had. So I could, I mean, I don't know if there's just only like certain areas of North Carolina that are like prime for that's film true. And, and TV. Because but... I think that's where The Notebook was filmed too. I In one of the Makes Carolinas. Sense. All of Nicholas Sparks' books are uh, based <laughs> in North Carolina. We've yeah. actually had this conversation. No better time to talk about it than now. Uh, aside from this book, I feel like this book is the most different than the rest of them mm-hmm. considering it's it's um teenagers are the main True. characters yeah. all of his other books are very similar like mm-hmm. white female white male they fall in love in north carolina there's some <laughs> sort of conflict and then you know we're done right <laughs> like that's the premise of the majority of his books <laughs> but hey i guess if you uh if it's not broken don't fix it that's people true. buy into people it people do buy into uh, it along the same lines uh a lot of these same um of these same sets you'll see in the movie, the divine sister of the yacht or the divine secrets of the Yaya sisterhood, <laughs> uh, which is on our list to do as well. I've actually never seen that movie, but never have I, evidently, N- never have I, <laughs> neither have never I. have I ever. And, um, but I see it at the Goodwill every time we go. Uh-huh. Uh, and I just like, saying the name when I can actually get it out. <laughs> uh, the movie was actually intended to be PG-13 because it included a naked version of the picture of Jamie that gets passed around mm. the school. Uh, the copy that's shown in the movie is actually the only edited one uh, that act- where it has clothes on. All of the other copies uh, are naked versions of her. That would be the distinction between PG and PG-13? Yeah, yeah, I think so because... Yeah, I guess if you're 13, you can see a naked body. I guess that's the cool. <laughs> that's the the line in the sand. So the cast of the movie uh, we talked about a little bit, uh, but we'll start with Jamie Sullivan, who is the teenage girl who has cancer in this story. It's played by Mandy Moore. I love Mandy Moore. I do too. I feel like she, unfortunately started her singing career <laughs> like she was just it was like not her time like she came up right in the middle of man of a uh, christina aguilera and britney spears yeah. and then she tried to come in and it just it, i don't think she could compete and i love her voice i think out of the three i like her voice the Whoa. best christine them well, fighting words okay britney don't you can't say britney absolutely not voice. i'm a christina fan through and through you know this i love christina but in terms of like not over singing and just naturally like if christina just chills and sings <laughs> she's good but when she makes me wait five hours for her to get on stage and then does every song longer and runs it if we're talking 90s christina she was yeah. still you know like yeah she did the runs but she could sing yeah you know what i mean but not to knock Mandy, I do think she has a good voice. Yes. So anyways, I think she, if she would have like came up like maybe five years earlier, she would have had a better singing career, but she has found a lot of success in acting. We obviously know her as Rebecca Pearson from This Is Us. Uh, But she's also been uh, in a lot of other films. She's, um, She's the voice of Rapunzel in the Tangled franchise in oh. Disney. Uh, she was in the Princess Diaries and in the movie 47 Meters Deep, which I think is about sharks or something. Yeah, they get stuck in a shark cage. Yes, yes. I haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was actually a minor when they filmed this, which is interesting because, you know, a lot of times they have actors that are a lot older. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was a minor when she filmed this and was 18 when it came out. Um, her counterpart, uh, Shane West was, I think he was 23 when they filmed and 24 when it came out. So he was a little bit older than her, but, but I thought she, 
she looked like a teenager, I guess, a senior, if we want to yeah, say I mean, senior. The only difference is in the book, uh, Jamie's character is blonde and has blue mm-hmm. eyes. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're a stickler for stuff like that, yeah. kind of an issue. Um, the, the other thing I noticed in the book, it was always mentioned that she always wore her hair in a bun, mm-hmm. which ponytail, bun, whatever. Right. Um, but I did think that that was a little strange. Her hair's not in a bun at all. No, the entire it's ponytail movie. or it's it's open. Right. Um, or uh, speaking of blonde hair, blue eyes, Jessica Simpson was actually considered for this role, which I was like, absolutely not. No. There's, there would have been no way. There's a, I mean, granted, Jessica at that time uh, was wholesome, but I do mm-hmm. feel like Mandy just has that real wholesome quality. Well, and I, they were able, with Mandy, they were able to... I don't know how the word like make her dress her down mm-hmm. more. I don't think you could have dressed Jessica Simpson down as no. far as they did Mandy Moore. No. You know, she like, she like naturally has that sex appeal mm-hmm. to her, uh, whereas Mandy is much more like girl next door. Right. Uh, so that worked for this character yeah. for sure. Also, total side note, but I love her character in Princess Diaries. Like, she oh plays, yeah, like, the villain, like <laughs> mean girl, and she does it. Lana, so perfect. yes, <laughs> Lana, Hana. And- something yeah. else <laughs> but yeah so i was okay with mandy Moore playing jamie i know Same. a lot of people probably weren't but i was for it uh landon carter who is the bad boy in this movie a lot m- bad bad a lot more of a bad boy in the movie than he is in the totally in the book in the book he's not really that bad at all i <laughs> uh, was played by shane west um he's actually his uh name he was given at birth is shannon bruce snaith whoa shannon Shannon. Yeah. That's... But he changed it to Shane West. He did he that was smart. <laughs> um, are you on the Shane West train with me or are you still on the platform? Um, I'm still on the platform. I have my ticket. Okay. I'm just not sure if I'm ready to You haven't to... seen him enough in other things. I just have yeah, I'm not sure if I'm ready to like take the plunge. And again, I hate to keep comparing yeah. it to the notebook, but like when you put him next to Ryan Gosling, like Yeah. You know. I mean Ryan Gosling wasn't pay- playing like a full blown teenager for most of that movie. Mm-hmm. what's your point i'm just saying like <laughs> he's a good looking guy i'll give him that i just it was not like yeah. i was too busy worried about leonardo dicaprio that's um, true drowning after the titanic <laughs> to like worry about this. i will say that shane west had the pretty much the epitome of like the 90s early 2000 like boy style like yeah. with the hair that's come forward with the spikes at the front <laughs> yeah. like every boy used to wear i think my other issue with him is he's a terrible fake crier yeah, he's not a good crier. Um, like, th- there are scenes in this movie where I'm like, are you laughing or are you crying? I can't, right. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> um, so maybe that's why. Um, but I love him. He actually went more of the TV series route instead of more films. Uh, he was in the TV shows once and again. Uh, he was in the uh, reboot of ER for a while. Oh. Uh, the show Nikita, uh, Salem, which I don't know. I never watched that one. And then he was also Bane in the series Gotham that I loved and oh, I was so he was in like the last season I think and I actually I was, watched I think it was like one season of Nikita and mm-hmm. now that you mentioned it I do remember him yeah. being in that show he has a beard now I mean he's a lot more or goatee I should say mm-hmm. but I'm here for it um, he loved the car that he drove so much in this movie that he actually ended up buying it um, it's but, a nice car yeah but they only charged him five grand I was like I would have taken it <laughs> But I li- I liked him and Mandy Moore together. I thought they had yes, good chemistry. They, they have some really great moments in yeah. this that I'm just like, absolutely, Team yeah. Jamie and Landon. <laughs> Jandon. Uh, Jandon. Well, or Lamey. Lamey. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't have a good ring to it. 
Uh, so next character is Reverend Sullivan, uh, is Jamie's dad and the reverend of their town, is played by Peter. It says, it's spelled Coyote, but I have a feeling it's probably Coyote or something. Like, it just seems weird that his last name's or Coyote. Or it could just be Coyote. <laughs> Maybe. It just seems very weird. He has been in so many things. He has been in really? over 160, like, series and movies and shows. What do I know him from? Literally nothing. He was in E.T. and Patch Adams, but everything else is kind of like... Hmm. Here and there, but 160 things is a lot of things. That is a lot. Uh, they don't call him Reverend Sullivan in the in the book. They call him by his like yeah. first name, which is like very strange. I, and I'm totally blanking on what it, it's like. Not Hatchet. It's like you uh, have the book around here. Uh oh yeah, let me go get it. It's very strange, and it's gonna bug me. Hegbert. Hegbert. His name was Hegbert in the book. <laughs> That's his first name. Apparently, the kids in the town. Um, obviously teased him for whatever reason, um, but chose to call him by his first name. Yeah. He was older. I feel like he, he, in the book, they make him make it seem like he's really, really old. In the book? (laughs) Yeah. In the book. Um, he is a little bit older in, in the movie as well, but. But not like that old. No. But I liked him. I thought he was the endearing, you know, protective dad that he needed to be. I agree. I mean, there's not much else to his character except no. for being a protective dad. I was kind of sad, though, we didn't get the backstory of, like... Because in the book, they explain that there's kind of, like, some old rivalry between the Carter family and mm-hmm. their family, and you they don't bring any of that yeah, into like the movie. Yeah, like, basically... Uh, Landon felt like he didn't stand a chance because he already had preconceived notions of him and like his family and his dad. So it was like he was already fighting up against, you know, years of that. Yeah. Uh, So Cynthia Carter, uh, Landon's mom, is played by Daryl Hannah, which I didn't recognize her in this at all because normally she is. is? Yeah, she's I mean, she's. A famous actress. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to Google her. Uh, she uh, normally has blonde hair, uh, but she was in Blade Runner. She was in all the Kill Bills, uh, the Grumpy Your Old Men series, and she was in the TV show um, Sense8. So I think oh, I she- watched Sense8. Yeah, she was in it. Why do I not remember her? She's actually a really big activist as well, and she's currently working on a documentary about um, human trafficking, uh, especially the ones that are happening in Southeast Asia. Uh, and she's really into that and trying to help that cause. Good and I'm like, her. go for it, girlfriend. I love when I hear about like celebrities mm-hmm. that are actually doing good in the world yeah. and like using their platform for good. Right. So it's always a good, good for thing. you. Uh, she didn't really get her due in this film. I feel like her mom, I mean, he was, or she was, they turned her into this like strong female single mom, mm-hmm. uh, in the movie, in the book, she's kind of like a, she's a housewife. Yeah. With not a whole lot of like yeah. substance. It's to important her. to know to your point in the book, uh, Landon still, like, doesn't really have, similar to the movie, doesn't have mm-hmm. a relationship with his dad, but his dad is still, still in the picture. Yeah. Whereas in the movie, he's separated, has a new wife. Right. A new family, essentially. Totally so. different. So, but I thought she did a good job for what they gave her. Uh, so, Belinda is new <laughs> to the story. Uh, <laughs> Belinda is Landon Carter's ex-girlfriend uh, in the movie. There's no Belinda in the book. Her name's Margaret, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's something yeah. in... 
but they make her character in the movie very like vindictive and very jealous. Mm-hmm. Like in the book, you get it kind of not really. Well, in the book, her his ex has a new boyfriend, so mm-hmm. she doesn't have time for that sort of thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I understand why they you know, she did add something to the storyline yeah. a little bit. But anyways, uh, played by Lauren. I think it's Jermaine. I know her as Chloe Decker from Lu- Lucifer. She's the detective in that show. And I love her. And I didn't recognize her from the, this movie when I it's looked her up. years, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's grown up so much. Uh, she was also in Chicago Fire and uh, Hawaii Five O. So she's actually had a pretty good career um, since then. Yeah, so. those are pretty big shows. Yeah. Uh, last character is Eric, who is... Uh, Landon's best friend in this film played by Al Thompson. Uh, he's been in a couple random things, uh, but most notably he was a couple of the different voices in the Cleveland show, which is very similar to like family guy. Mm -hmm. And, um, but that show did was on for years as well. Uh, they, they kind of changed his character a little bit too. In the book, uh, Eric is like this big time football player. He's a total dick yeah here he kind of goes but he he wafers back and forth yeah he's more of like the comedic relief Mm -hmm. a little bit like it's important to know in the book um landon's not really like the head uh jock or the head like uh, popular kid he has popular friends Mm -hmm. um but his friend eric in the book is like the you know, head honcho. Um, in the movie, I feel like there were made to believe that that other dude, Dean, Dean, thank you, mm-hmm. is like the head honcho. Yeah. Um, but I do think Landon has much more of like a popularity um, presence in the yeah, movie versus the sure. book. For sure. All right. Time for Who Said It? Your first quote is Do you ever wonder why things have to turn out the way they do? Jamie. Yes. Mm. Good job. Next one. There's some easy ones. You should really throw those in there. There's some iconic lines. Well, in I was movie. gonna, I was gonna throw the one of like, you have to promise not to fall in love with me, but like that would be I told too much you of not a to gimme. Fall in love with me. <laughs> Next one, you've got the biggest heart of anyone I've ever met. Ooh, I think they're talking about Landon. No, no. Okay. <laughs> um, Landon. <laughs> no. no, no. This was a trick one. It's Eric. Oh. And it's when he comes to apologize to Jamie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Last one. You know it's love when all you want to do is spend time with the other person. And you sort of know that the other person feels the same way. Oh, so cute. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Landon's mom. No, it's Landon. Dang it. <laughs> all right. So F. Mary Kill... They're technically 18. I did terrible on that one. Yeah, Let's just did. go you back. Okay. Terrible. Um, they're technically 18 because he does mm-hmm. say, Jamie, you're 18. Yes. And we're led to believe that he's probably 18 I, too. Look, you don't so, have to explain it to me. <laughs> so your options are, which your third one's just a gimme because like, I didn't know who else to put in there. But your options are Landon, Jamie, and Reverend Sullivan. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't kill the Reverend. <laughs> your mom would get so mad at you. <sighs> I'm going to marry the Reverend. Mom, I'm going to marry the Reverend. Um... I guess we'll have to kill Jamie. Ooh. Ouch. She's not going to be around very long. Oh, my God. Well, I don't know what you want me to say. Okay. And I will take a walk with Landon. (laughs) A very long walk. Um, Mama Cress, uh, cover your ears. Uh, I will kill the Reverend. Wow. (laughs) I know. Wow. I know. Um, I'm going to marry Landon because I feel like... Well, I would marry Landon, too. Yeah. By the end of the book and movie, like, he has his life together. He's going to be a doctor. He's been through a lot, but, like, he, you know, he has a a bright future. Um, And then I will take a walk with Jamie. 
Really? Yeah. She's so fragile. Yeah, but she seems like she, you know, she's... Listen, the quiet ones are the ones to, yeah, to, wor- to wor- so. worry about. I just I don't like, say that from experience whatsoever. Th- when this movie came out, it was just one of those things. It's like, this is the story that every, like, non-super popular girl, like, aside from, like, the cancer and everything mm-hmm. that's in this story, like, this is what every kind of outcast girl wishes, is that the popular guy will change his ways totally. and fall in love with her. And maybe it happens, but, like, that's why I think I love this movie so much is that like it's just what you always want to happen. Well, and it's the perfect recipe of a like uh, romantic movie in that era. Yeah, I can think of like a bunch like yeah. off the like she's all that. Yeah, and you know I don't know all the other ones. Yeah, <laughs> it was more like on the innocent type, totally. not innocent, but like actual love, yeah. not lust. One thing I want to mention, uh, I feel like the book had way more of a religious focus than than the movie. Well, and I mean, I got way more of a tone in, it it seemed younger. Mm -hmm. I guess if if that makes any sense. Like when Jamie and Landon are interacting in the book, it seems way more innocent. Not that it wasn't innocent in the movie, but it's just like, it just seems like they like each other's like spirits. And like, (laughs) you know, and and there wasn't... you don't feel the love as like yeah. it's hard it to wholesome. explain. Yeah, and they just seem so much younger in the book than yeah. they do in, in the movie. For sure. So, but so the movie starts out. I mean, the first thing I noticed that it's not set in the fifties. Nope. So the book is set in the fifties mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But it's set in the fifties, but not like the fifties you think. <laughs> it, they're they're not talking about diners and right. sock cops. Like there's no real reference to anything. 50s and realistically i I think either way it would have been fine if they chose to leave it in the 50s or in the 90s similar to the movie well and the book is actually narrated by landon Mm -hmm. like especially the first part of the book is like him a lot older now and then he's going back to remember uh what happened but in the book and we do get a little bit of that narration at the end of the movie but Mm -hmm. not at all i thought we were going to get at the beginning of the movie too but i didn't remember it yeah But we didn't. Uh, But the movie starts out. There's a group of teens, uh, including Landon and Eric. They've left the school dance. They drank all the beers at the school dance. (laughs) And they're going to meet uh, meet up with uh, some other kids and this new kid um, at the cement factory in in town. And I guess cement factories have these like ponds or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so basically we're coming to believe that this new kid is trying to be part of their group and this is his initiation. Well, they they trick him into going up onto this water tower um, and he's supposed to jump into this pond thing. And Landon tells him, you know, I'm going to go with you too. I've done this before. And the kid jumps off and he ends up getting hurt because he hits a pipe that's in the water. None of that happens in the book. No. That does not happen at all. And that's really what kind of sets up this entire story in the movie. Yeah. Um, because Landon does kind of get in trouble in the book, but not like this. Well, and that's how the book kind of starts is we kind of understand that he's struggling through school. Like he has these aspirations. He wants to go to college. He wants to have, you know, a good future, but like he just can't 
get it together. Yeah. Um, he's not a star athlete, so mm-hmm. he can't he can't go that route. You know, he is popular, but not to the point where, you know, it's doing anything for him. Um, his dad has connections, but he, again, doesn't have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. So really the book starts with him just talking about how he can't get his life together. Yeah. And then it like immediately jumps to him needing a date for homecoming. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no like setup here because even at, so once um, this new kid jumps into the water and like he's knocked out, Landon does go in and make sure he's okay and takes him out of the water, but then leaves yeah. and he gets chased by the police. He crashes his car. He hurts his leg. And yeah, when I started reading the book, I was like, when are we jumping off the water tower? <laughs> Not like, cause, and like they said, like the first interaction and first introduction to Landon in this movie is he is the bad boy. Mm-hmm. He has nothing going for him. He's a lost cause. Yeah. And that's not, he's just basically in the book. He's like the rich kid who isn't applying himself. Right. Well, and like we do get his inner thoughts in the book in the sense that like, he does have some not so nice thoughts, mm-hmm. but never to the point where like he acts on those thoughts. Right. Similar to the movie where he's a total, you know, dick and yeah. just is a is terrible human to everybody. So now we actually get to see Landon's house where he lives. This is where we find out that his dad does is not married to his mom. Uh, they live in kind of like a smallish house. Um, and then we find out that he's feuding with his dad, like his, you know, his dad's still around kind of he's you know not completely gone but his mom says you know you need a father you need like a father figure Mm -hmm. in your life um but like you said in the book his dad is his dad's a i think a congressman or something or in the senate and in the book or in the movie his dad's a doctor right (laughs) he's a cardiologist which is (laughs) ironic or not ironic but like it comes into play later in the movie so um weird i I guess it makes sense for why it ends up ha- like being relevant. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it would have been fine if he would have been a, a congressman. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess it just kind of drives home the fact that his dad, it, it's it's easier to explain a, a dad who's not like physically there in a movie than a dad who's there, but traveling. Yeah. And, true. you know, I guess who knows. So now we're in the church and this is where we get introduced to Reverend Sullivan and, you know, he's preaching about righteousness and he actually kind of calls out some of the kids, not by name, but basically saying that there's, you know, people here who are not going down the right path. Mm -hmm. But in the book we get, I mean, we get, we get the fact that he calls them out by, by name a lot (laughs) and that he tells them that these are bad kids basically. (laughs) And I'm like, these guys, these kids in the movie are way worse than in the, in the (laughs) the book. Um, and that's where we get again, the backstory of the relationship between the families and whatnot that we don't get in the movie. Uh, we also find out that Jamie is in the choir um, she's not in the in the church choir in in the book. That's because she's not Mandy Moore in the book. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, but so she's singing like an angel in the choir, and she gets she makes eyes with Landon in <laughs> at church, and he tries to like awkwardly look at her without looking at her. Yeah, I always so I grew up in the Catholic Church, and you know I went through Sunday schools and confirmation. All I I grew up in the Catholic Church, and I was convinced I was kind of like make eyes with some kid in the pew while he's going up to communion. <laughs> Did Never. that ever happen? Clearly not. <laughs> well, I don't know if you had like a, know. you know, high school thing with a no nice, i mean i had crushes nice on little catholic boy. i did i did have crushes on some of the boys in mm. you know my catholic classes but you know nothing panned out where are those boys now do you know probably married to nice catholic girls my mom always says <laughs> that she always wished i would marry 
a nice Catholic boy. Mm -hmm. And then she wished that I just married a nice religious boy. And now I think she's just like, you know what? Boyfriend race. Great. <laughs> Literally same with my mom. Yeah. It was like nice. A nice Persian boy would be nice. Yeah. Or just, you know, a nice cultured boy. Now it's like, please just get married. <laughs> like just anybody. pick someone. I was talking with my grandma the other day and she's like, have you found some idiot to marry you yet? Yeah. And I'm like, no, grandma, there's not enough idiots in this world. apparently." <laughs> I will say, though, like growing up in the church, there were like, you know, a bunch of us were from, were from different schools, but I always did feel like, you know, there'd be one or two of us that went to the same school. So when you would see them at school, yeah. you kind of have a different connection with them because they're like, all right, we like learned about God this weekend together. <laughs> you know, what? Like, yeah. it was just a different connection, For even sure. though if you weren't friends. Yeah. Anyways, if you would like to talk about the Catholic religion anytime, call my mom. <laughs> so this is kind of where I, I put in the notes that, you know, <laughs> we find out that Landon in the book needs a date to the school dance yeah. which the dance is already gone in the movie it's already <laughs> yeah. passed um but yeah if you want to explain how that happens yeah so he's basically <laughs> it's so funny i feel like there's a lot of um movies and tv shows that have this sort of storyline where it's it's down to the wire he mm -hmm. has taken so long to find somebody that everybody basically has dates and now he's like trying to figure out who he can take that's like not super embarrassing but also like not like someone way out of his league. So yeah. he, he actually goes to his um, yearbook <laughs> and starts going through his options. So he goes through last year's seniors, hoping that mm -hmm. one of them will, you know, take pity on him and, and go with him. They all say no. And eventually he gets to Jamie's photo um, and he's like, well, um, to my knowledge, it's just me and some other kid who doesn't have a date. So <laughs> yeah. I need to act fast. Otherwise, this guy's going to take right. Jamie and I'm going to be, you know, SOL. Uh, so that's how he chooses to essentially make initial contact with Jamie in the yeah. book. Very different than the movie. I also got the fact in the or I got the idea in the book that it was a lot smaller of a town and school mm -hmm. than it was in the movie. Totally. In the movie, it's just kind of like an you know, it's a bigger school. There's yeah. a lot more people around. In the book, it's like these kids have all been to, to school with each other since kindergarten. They all know each other very well. And I didn't get that feeling in the movie as much. But now we're at school and uh, we find out that Landon talked his way out of jail because he can talk his way out of anything. And we see that Jamie, you know, Jamie's walking up to school and, you know, they're making fun of her sweater and all this stuff. They were way meaner in the in the movie. Totally. Like they were it's like in the book. It's like they kind of were like, that's just how Jamie is. And not only that, but like it was like out of sight, out of mind type of thing for the mm -hmm. popular kids. It was like she she's harmless. Like we don't really care. Right. Whereas in the movie, it was very much like they purposely teased her. Yeah. Like not nice at all. Yeah. So we find out that Landon, you know, is getting busted. You know, he went to jail, but now he's in trouble at school because they know that they were drinking on school grounds. But they decide that they're not going to expel him. They're going to give him janitorial duty. Um, and he's also going to have to tutor kids on the weekend. And he will have to participate in the spring play. Mm -hmm. So this play... There is a play that happens in the book. However, it's very different how one, he gets involved in the play and two, what type of play and what time of year this play is. <laughs> yeah. So the play or the way that he gets involved is he actually chooses, like he picks the play because he needs things to fill he up his extracurricular. time. Yeah, he needs reasons to like tell the school, uh, the university that like, Hey, I do things other mm -hmm. than just lay around and do nothing. Um, so he chooses to do it. Um, and in the book, Jamie actually asks him to play the lead. She says that 
so this other kid like doesn't want to do it or something. Um, so she asks him and he eventually begrudgingly says, okay, fine. So diff- different than the mm-hmm. movie where he's kind of thrown in and then the, the Miss Garber or whatever is like, yeah, yeah you're going to play the lead. <laughs> yeah. Take it or leave it. Um, and then the play is actually during Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, the play is written by Reverend Sullivan. It's a, essentially a story about him and his wife and finding, you know, um, like the angel of Christmas Christmas, who teaches him how to like love his daughter and like all this other stuff. Very different than the movie. I actually like thought, thought about that as I was reading. I was like, wow, from what I remember, the movie is very different. (laughs) No, I was really sad. I was like, this could have been a Christmas play. (laughs) I was very disappointed that I didn't get a Christmas play. I know. Uh, But yeah, we'll get into the play a little bit later, but yeah, very different setup for all of that. Uh, the next scene that we get is Landon is actually taking Belinda. This is where we get intro to Belinda as his ex-girlfriend. He's taking her home and, you know, she's very upset because it's very apparent that she still wants to get back together mm-hmm. with Landon, which, again, we said is the complete opposite yeah. <laughs> of what was in the book. So now it's Saturday and Landon has to go help tutor these kids. Um I'm guessing that this tutoring program is kind of uh, the replacement for the orphanage. Correct. In the the book. That's what I got it too. Yeah. In the book, Jamie volunteers at this orphanage all the time and there's, they're there a lot in the book. Yeah. So he like asks her about it one time and she's like, well, why don't you come and see for yourself? Mm -hmm. And eventually, you know, he, he goes with her, sees, sees the kids and they have a Christmas, uh, party with yes, more Christmas. presents and stuff like that. This so. is basically a Christmas book. Yeah. For I actually <laughs> would have rather have seen the orphanage. Um, I think like we get so much more story uh, and like, yeah, I feel like the tutoring was very much like thrown in there for the yeah. sake of something. Yeah. So they're, cause they're tutoring these kids. Um, Jamie's there. Landon's there because he has to be there. Jamie's there because she wants to be mm-hmm. there. Um, and the kid that Landon is trying to tutor is struggling, but he's trying to teach him math. Like I would, wouldn't know how to tutor a kid in math either. <laughs> uh, and Jamie tries to offer him s- some advice, you know, on how to help tutor. And then at this point, she also asks, like, hey, have you gone to visit Clay, who's the kid who got hurt at the cement factory? Have you, went and, you know, visited him in the hospital? And Landon's like, no. Yeah. And is, like, super mean to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, none of that's in the book because they're not tutoring. Right. <laughs> There's no tutoring in the book. Um, but at this point, you know, Landon, Landon makes a comment to her. She's like, he says, you don't, you care what other people think about you. And she's like, no, like, I really don't. I really don't care what other people think about Smart me. Girl. Yeah. I was like, man, I wish I thought that way. In especially high like, yeah. Especially as a high school student, you would yeah. think that she would care more about. Yeah. That. I mean, I guess the fact that, you know, we've ended up finding out that she has cancer. Maybe, you know, when you find out you're dying, you, I don't sure. think I, I would really care either what other people think at that point. Very good point. Who knows? So now they're at uh, play practice. Uh, play practice? <laughs> yeah. Rehearsal? <laughs> Play practice. <laughs> Play practice. Uh, I take it you were never in... Um, absolutely not. Absolutely. Drama? No, okay. absolutely not. Um, but I have a feeling that Aaliyah, Ray's daughter, is going to end up in drama at some point. I hope she is. She's got a lot of uh, lot of personality. Oh, we had a karaoke weekend, and it was like disney musical was happening <laughs> in the in the living room anyway so they're at play practice and this is where we do find out like you said the the play was written by her dad in the book mm-hmm. in the in the movie they talk about how it's the kid in the class wrote it yeah. <laughs> and it's like not good it's about some like 
bar owner, I guess, right? Yeah, I have a singer. Yeah, and Jamie's a club singer. Yeah. In the book, Jamie is an angel. Literally. Yeah. In the movie, she's a club singer. It's Same very thing. strange. Uh, Landon ends up getting the um the lead role of Tommy Thornton, not because he wants to, like you said. They <laughs> like the teacher's just like, nope, this is what you're gonna do. Uh, and so he had gotten to rehearsal because Eric dropped him off. Mm. Well, Eric's dumb and didn't pick him up. <laughs> so uh, Jamie ends up offering him a ride, which was funny. She be- doesn't offer. Oh, no, he asks. Yeah. He asks for a ride. And she begrudgingly gives, <laughs> gives right. him a ride home. He's like feeling like a cr- good Christian. Yeah. Uh, but Jamie does not have, does not have, neither of them have cars in the book. No, but realistically in the book, he He's the one that drives her everywhere. He yeah. always borrows his mom's car. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought that was an interesting change of kind of direction. Because yeah. we do get a lot of interaction of him driving her or walking her to mm-hmm. home and things like that. Whereas like, it was like, oh, Jamie has a car apparently. Yeah. Well, and he has a bum leg, so he can't walk her <laughs> walk right. her home like the noble kid he is in the in the book. Uh, but while, while she's driving him home, uh, Jamie starts talking about this like, to-do list this basically a bucket list mm-hmm. and i was shocked that this was not in the book because this is it's such a kind of kind of a cool iconic uh-huh. part in yeah. this in, in this whole story really the only thing that remains is her number one right which we'll learn later in the movie which is to get married yeah um, it's a little bit more specific in the movie but her her number one goal is to get married well and she offers it up in the book like everyone knows that right? (laughs) in the book and in the movie, she's a little bit more mysterious about it all. Uh, But we do find out that some of her goals are that she wants to be in two places at once. She wants to get a tattoo and um, there's a couple other things, but then, you know, she won't tell Landon what her number one is right. quite yet. Because she'll have to kill him. Yes. <laughs> uh, now we see that Landon is practicing his lines with Eric, um, which Eric is zero help. Yeah. Uh, so I know we've already touched on this, but like, I love Eric in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> in the book, he's so mean. Yeah, like, he's not I just, nice. He's, he's like funny and like, you know, charismatic in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but since Eric is not helpful, he ends up asking Jamie for help with his lines and i love it she's like okay i'll i'll pray for you <laughs> like I, he's like no like i we need like actual help and she's like okay this this is the iconic part she's like okay fine i will help you with your lines but you have to promise that you won't fall in love with me i'm like oh, this girl man she was before her time literally so landon ends up coming over and we can see that you know his dad that jamie's dad does not like like Landon. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want him there. Um, but she does invite him into the house. In the book, they're not they don't they're not allowed to go into the house. Well, I will well, say in the movie he is home. The Reverend That home. is true. So in the book, the only time he's allowed in the house is if the Reverend is home. Otherwise they sit on the um on the porch. The porch, thank you, on some some chairs. But she's a very good Catholic girl. Like she, she understands that if my dad is not home, you do not get to come in. That's exactly <laughs> how I am too. Mm. Or I was. <laughs> I didn't even have boys come to my yeah, door. Yeah, I didn't really either. <laughs> so next scene we get is Landon's driving and he sees Jamie like going into the cemetery. Coming to find out that she has a telescope set up there that she made when she was 12. Um, but she wants to make a bigger one because she wants to see this comet that's coming, you know, during the spring. This does not happen in the book. <laughs> and the cemetery is actually 
a there there's a cemetery in the book, but it's yeah. for a different purpose. Yeah. So Landon and his friends are actually the ones that frequent the cemetery. Mm-hmm. They just hang out and like shoot the shit and eat, eat boi- peanuts. Eat boiled peanuts. <laughs> um. So like don't know why that's a thing uh but yeah very different um i like that they kept the component of the cemetery Mm -hmm. but not sure why they switched what its purpose was yeah not sure but okay i come to find out actually i watched um an episode of the great food truck race on what is that network it's like a food it's a food competition but with food trucks that's awesome anyways it's really good you can borrow my discovery plus subscription <laughs> uh there's like 15 seasons but uh they're they're the last episode i watched they were in north carolina and one of their challenges was that they had to eat boiled peanuts oh. and i'd never heard that before till i read this book and then literally saw it there what do they taste like they said that they taste like water chestnuts so it must just make the nut softer or something huh but it's like a staple in in we put, North Carolina. We put walnuts in water to make them softer. I wonder if yeah. it's the same thing. Should try boiling it. Mm, maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, total <laughs> side note. So during that scene, though, we kind of we kind of start seeing Landon getting, you know, he breaks down a little bit. Not breaks down, but like you can see he's actually interested in what Jamie's talking about. Mm-hmm. And you might actually like be interested in being her friend. Yeah. And, but then they come up, they come to school the next day or they get to school the next day and Jamie comes up to Landon in front of his friends and he's super mean to her. She's like, okay, are we practicing after school? And he's like, yeah, in your dreams. Rude. Uh, The one thing I thought was funny, I did like in the book better is that he kind of ignores her throughout the days at school. So she purposely goes up to his friends to mm-hmm. embarrass him. Yeah. And I, and you, you miss that a little bit in the movie, but I love that part in the book where she's like, all right, well, if you don't want to be friends with me because you think <laughs> you're going to be embarrassed, I'm just going to go ahead and embarrass you even yeah. more. <laughs> Good job, Jamie. Again, ahead of her time. <laughs> uh, so after, you know, he's mean to her at school, he shows up at her doorstep. He comes groveling back. Yep. And she slams the door in his face. <laughs> and my favorite part is that then he keeps knocking on the door and then she opens the door and like charges out <laughs> and he like backs up. And I was like, gosh, I love this girl so much. Um, but basically she's, <laughs> she's like, Oh, okay. So like you want to be like secret friends where we don't talk at school, but you want all my help. And he was like, yeah. And she's like, can you read my face? <laughs> like, I love that scene because I'm like, you're an idiot, Landon. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, she basically tell, And then the, I think it wasn't her dad comes out at that point and really kicks kicks him yeah, out. He's like, I'm going, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then the next thing we get is Landon is at home and this is where he's flipping through the yearbook. Yeah. And, you know, he sees Jamie's picture in the yearbook. And I guess it, at their school, I guess if this was their senior yearbook, but I don't think it would be, but they all have quotes and ambitions mm-hmm. next to their pictures. And Jamie's ambition is to witness a miracle. I never had that for my yearbook. We had it our very last year. Only seniors had senior quotes. Maybe we did. I feel like I would remember something like that, <laughs> considering I was on the yearbook committee. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still have your yearbooks? I have all four, yeah. My mom has mine. She asked me if I wanted to take them home or take them to Arizona with me. And I said, absolutely not. My mom forced me to because when they were selling their house, she's like, mm. I don't have room for this. Figure out a way to keep this. No, it's in you. my uh, my balcony closet. <laughs> we should definitely pull those out at some point. Yes, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so now we're back at tutoring. And we find out that Landon has actually found a way to relate to this kid. He's helping tutoring. And... He relates geometry to basketball. Genius. 
I mean, he teaches him like one thing and then they just start playing basketball, but it's progress. <laughs> um, and then we get, you know, this whole montage of play rehearsal and Landon, you know, not being great, but getting better, but actually trying, mm-hmm. you know, at least. And we see that Landon actually goes to the hospital to visit Clay and he apologizes. And at first Clay's like, you're an idiot. I don't want to be your friend. Yeah. And then by the end of the visit, you kind of see that he's kind of okay with him. Clay definitely let him off way too easy. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I made that jump too. And I belly flopped. And Clay's like, did it hurt? He's like, good. Yeah. And then he was fine with them. And then them. they were BFFs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if he was going to like forgive any of them, Landon would probably be the one. Because he did pull him out of the water, True. I guess. And made sure he was breathing. Yes. Yeah. So now it is the night of the play. Uh, in the in the book, the play is like the talk of the town. Yeah, like the play is what everyone looks forward to. Well, could you like you said, it feels like much more of a smaller mm-hmm. town, so it makes sense. Yeah, and very the, much like Stars Hollow. Yeah, exactly. Well, and in the book, they talk about how the only kid, the only people that are in the play are the high school seniors. Mm-hmm. Like it's not anybody else from the town. They don't mention that at all in the yeah. movie, though. Uh, so it's the night of the play, and you know it starts and it's boring and people are falling asleep. And then Jamie walks out like the angel she is. And she just looks beautiful. She really does. And Landon tells her (laughs) and they have this amazing moment in on stage, which does happen in the, in the book because they, he talks about in the book, how he didn't see Jamie at all before um, the play. So he had no idea what she was going to look like. I really loved it in the book because you get this like inner dialogue of him. Like, Basically, this whole time, the the teacher has not told him that that scene is, like, down... Like, he doesn't have mm-hmm. it down pack. And so he's like, oh, like, I just need to get this. Like, I need it to feel authentic. Mm-hmm. And when she walks out, like, he's mesmerized. So, mm-hmm. like, when he says it, he means yep. it. And you get that in the movie. But, like, you don't get, like, the inner struggle within his brain of, like, I need to make sure I nail this. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I have no issue nailing no it issue. she's gorgeous. Right. <laughs> so Jamie sings... The iconic song. I love this song. Should we sing it? No, I don't want to ruin it. I would not do it justice. But I am going to post this on our Instagram because at the beginning of quarantine, Mandy Moore and her husband performed it on Instagram and it was the first time she has sang it since she did it for the movie. How did I not see that? Oh, it's and they do it like with the guitar. Oh, yeah, it's great. This song literally brings me to tears. Literally, I was in bed and you know the part where she puts her, takes her arms out? I did it while she... Literally did it. I was like, I was like, oh my god! I hope Ray doesn't walk in as I'm doing. I started this. singing along, and I was like, I wonder how much of this uh, song I remember, like the lyrics. I knew every word. Oh my god! It's <laughs> such a great song yeah. and great moment. Uh, but she, you know, does it beautifully. Everyone in the crowd is like mesmerized by her. Which I'm like, y'all heard her singing in the church choir. Every I mean, she didn't week. look the way she That's did. That's true. That's true. Um, but at the end of this song. Landon ends up kissing her, Ooh. Ooh, which does not happen Scandalous. in the book. Does no. not happen. Um, but we see in the crowd that Belinda is there and she is pissed. <laughs> and Reverend Sullivan looks very worried. I mean, do you blame very him? Worried. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Landon in the book is much more respectful of Reverend yeah. Sullivan. Um, Landon in the movie is like, yeah, no, I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I mean, he's caught up in the moment. Like, sure. Ugh. So great. Uh, But we find out that Landon's dad actually was there and he tries to talk to Landon after the play and Landon walks away and he goes, don't walk away from me. He goes, you taught me how. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) such like a brooding teenager thing to do. 
So now they're at school after the play, and it seems very much like Landon has not seen Jamie. He actually in the in the book, I think he actually talks to Jamie after the play. In the in the mm, movie, yeah. he does he can't find her at all. That's right. He hasn't seen her since they kissed. So he's at school, and Landon is definitely trying to look for Jamie. He's <laughs> he ends up sitting with her at lunch. And did you see the book she's reading? To kill a mockingbird. Yes, I was like, man, all of our <laughs> movies somehow intertwine right? at some point. It's like we planned it. <laughs> yeah, and he's trying to like, you know, take interest in what's what she's doing because she's like, he's like, what book are you reading? And then she just like holds it up to him and then starts telling him how she's trying to read, you know, all these books on this list and whatnot. But she's totally giving him the cold shoulder. And, you know, he says that he misses spending time with her. And he even says that she may, you know, inspire him. Yeah. I was like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Like, I wish I should have just been more like Jamie in high school. Like just giving these guys the cold shoulder and not. Well, and like not purposely doing it. Like this is just who she is. Right. (laughs) She's, she's a queen. I love her. I love her character. But anyway, so she ends up getting out, getting up out of, you know, the seat and like walks away from him and is like. But not before she says that he needs to prove it to her. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For sure. And so he runs out after her and this he's just like, what if I want to be more than friends with you? And she just like runs away. And I'm like, oh, my God, I wanted a guy to do that to me. Just tell me you want to be more than friends. Like I was a girl in high school who the guys just wanted to be friends. With. Oh, yeah. Friend zoned for life. Yeah, yeah. For life. But she ends up running away from him at that point because, you know, she doesn't know what to do. I, I probably would have ran away, too. <laughs> Uh, but Landon ends up talking to, and th- okay, let's stop right there. That does not happen in the book. Correct. It's very like innocent in the book, how it like comes about. There's no big dramatic running no. away. Over time or... he realizes, you know what? I actually don't mind spending time with her. And she's actually somewhat interesting. And, and he's like, was like, when did I fall in love with her? Yeah. yeah. And she, he eventually like one day realizes, oh, I'm actually in love with her. Yeah. <laughs> not, there's none of this teen angst yeah. stuff or whatever. But Landon ends up talking to his buddy, Eric, and tells him that, you know, he does have feelings for Jamie and Eric's like, this girl is changing you, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's what every guy needs though, is a girl that changes her, him for the better. Yeah. Like, but like ladies out there don't try to change a man. No. Like if he's ready to change, he'll change on his own. Um, you just have to guide them. <laughs> sure. Take it from someone who knows. Yes. <laughs> if they're not, if they're not willing to change. Yeah. Um, run, run like the wind. <laughs> Um, but we do see that Landon ends up bringing Jamie a present, you know, for all of her help. And it's a brand new sweater. So cute. Um, he does give her a sweater in the book. It's a different color in the movie. And mm-hmm. it's it's a Christmas present in the in the book, right? Yeah. So like I said earlier, when they're at the orphanage, they um, exchange gifts. So on he, Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. He gives her a sweater because she has this one sweater that she always wears. And in the book, it's brown. Um, so he, he essentially gives her a second one. Mm-hmm. Um, and in return, she actually gives him her Bible, mm-hmm. which is huge considering she carries it everywhere with it was her. her mom's. It was her mom's Bible. And it, like it's clearly like a big part of her life. So he knows like... She means it when, like, she gives him this. She's like, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, she feels it too, right? And I think it's a brown sweater in the in yeah. the book. It's like the same color as the one that she normally wears in the movie. It's this pink sweater. And after he leaves, her dad comes out and he's like trying to warn warn her about boys like him. And she's like, Dad, it's just a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that's coming in my life at some point. The thing that teenagers do. Well, or preteens, they add this one little word, and it's just 
Like, just what even is this? Just it's just this. It's everything either either has <laughs> the word like just in it. it. It either just has the word just in it or the word even in it. Like, what even is this? <laughs> like, just adding that one little word <laughs> is the worst. Anyways, so uh, we end up finding out. Like, Belinda, you know, is not happy that Landon and and Jamie are into each other. I guess so. She ends up making this really like mean poster. Uh, that has Jamie's face on it and posted uh, it's this is the post we were talking about earlier so it's a pic it's Jamie's face and she basically photoshops it onto like this bikini model and it mm-hmm. says Virgin Mary on it and photoshopped before it was yeah cool. the thing I thought really sucked was that Eric was in on this yeah and I'm like Eric you knew that Landon your best friend right. really likes this girl and you let this happen it probably was one of those situations he was like well if I don't then they're gonna make fun of me right so for like, sure might as well do it so and if this doesn't happen at all in the book there's yeah. none I mean this is again one of the pivotal moments in this movie because it's all over school and and but Belinda almost like befriends Jamie and is like do you want to sit with us at lunch and Jamie's like sure and she thinks she's being nice but that ends up showing Jamie the poster well, as Jamie sees the poster, she turns around and runs into Landon's arms. Perfect timing. And he's just there. And then he ends up punching his friends in the face or his friend Dean in mm-hmm. the face in front of everyone at school. And is like, he does like, you know, his friends like, we're done. We're done. You and me were through, you know, like the teen angst, you know, <laughs> and he ends up taking Jamie away. And like, she's like crying. He's like, baby. And I'm like, oh, baby, their boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh uh, hold on. If you yeah. guys could see <laughs> Hannah's portrayal, I we should probably put a video camera up no, while we record these we because shouldn't. this is hilarious. I feel like I'm getting a front row like show. Uh, reenactment. Yeah. Play I practice. mean, how were you not in drama? I you don't know. I should have. But like, I love this movie so much. Like, I love it. And I'm not doing it justice. But anyway, so he calls her baby and I think it's so cute because then you know that they're officially together. I would have been like, I'm not your baby. I'd be like, hold me. <laughs> Except I would have won. I would have been the one that punched the guy first, you know. <laughs> but anyways, so Landon ends up taking her home, and he asks her out on a date, and, he, and she's like, "I can't, no." And he's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, no, we we like each other, and she's like, "No, I'm not allowed to date." Yeah. So I Land- get it, girl. I yeah. Get it. So Landon actually ends up going to the church and asking her dad for permission to take her on a date, mm-hmm. and he convinces him to because Landon can talk to anybody, he talk can, talk yeah. his way into anything. I think in the book, he does go to the reverend to mm-hmm. ask him, was, is it for a date? I think so. Initially, yeah, oh, it is for, for a date. Oh, for New Year's. Um, but he doesn't get the, like, Jamie doesn't say I'm not allowed. He mm-hmm. just knows, like, he needs to be respectful and go to and him and ask him. Yeah. So he ends up taking her to this really nice lakefront restaurant uh, on this date. It's actually in the book, it's New Year's Eve mm-hmm. that they go to this, like, hoity-toity restaurant yeah. or whatever. And uh, she ends up asking him to dance and convinces him, you know, to dance. And he's really bad at it. Mm-hmm. Because at the beginning of the movie, he talks about how he doesn't dance. Right. So she got him to dance. Uh, so he asks, you know, again, like, what is her number one on her list? And he ends up telling her, actually, what his number one is. And it's to get out of the town they live in. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And basically, she's like, that's not your problem. Like, I know you're going to get out. It's just a matter of figuring out what you're going to do when you do get out. So after this date, he ends up taking her, or it's still on the day. After they go to dinner, he ends up taking her to the state line, and he has her straddle the state line, and she's in two places at once. 
That's so cute. So, I would have never thought of that. It was so cute. I'm really, that like, more and more I keep getting bummed that, like, this right. part wasn't in the book. It's great. Yeah. And he ends up giving her a temporary butterfly tattoo on her shoulder, you know, and she's a little seductrix, seductress. What? Seductress. Seduct- you can't say it either. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to say. Like the girl who seduces someone. A seductress. Su- <laughs> See, it's not that easy, Sedu- Raj. Seduce. Seductress. <laughs> no. Seducress. No, it's not. Hold on. Clearly, I'm Sedu- not whatever that is. Stress. Maybe. Seductress, yeah. Why does that sound so weird? I don't know. Seductress. Right, wait. Seductress. 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 That's. There's no word. extra S. Seductress. You know what I mean. Anyways, she gets the little butterfly tattoo. This is the content you really want. Yep. Uh, And did you love how while he's putting the tattoo on her, uh, a Mandy Moore song is playing in the car? Duh. (laughs) So funny. And then we get the iconic, I might kiss you. I might be bad at it. It's not possible. See, you need to give me those quotes. Okay, but like those are gimmies. Especially considering you love this movie, Mm, apparently. Uh, But he actually ends up telling her that you know, he loves her and she just looks terrified. <laughs> Absolutely terrified. She's like, abort mission. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, she says, I told you not to fall in love with me. And that, that line is not in the book. I know. It's not in the book. It's like one of the most famous lines. Mm-hmm. But anyways, they end up showing up to school and they're holding hands, which is interesting because they pretty much never go in the book. They're never at school, like, as a couple. No. And not to mention, not to backtrack a little bit, but at this point, when he tells her he loves her at the date, mm-hmm. this is where in the book she tells him she has cancer. Yeah. So not sure why they chose to kind of extend it and show these scenes uh-huh. where they're at school and stuff. Um, but yeah, in the book, this is where he t- where she tells him. Yeah, because the next thing we get is we see her her dad is you know telling her that she's acting sinful and acting childish, and she's like, "But I love him," and she's like, "You know." You need to, and he goes, you know, you need to be fair with this kid. Like you need to be fair with him before things get worse. Mm-hmm. Cause at this point we don't even know that she has cancer. Right. Like in the we, movie. nobody yeah. knows at this point. So anyway, so they're at the cemetery to look at the stars and the planets. Mm-hmm. And he asks her to find a specific star so because cute. he had a star named after her. Really cute. It's so cute. That and does not happen in the book. No, it does not happen in the book. And she tells him, you know, that she loves him. And yeah, we get a way more, a way more. We get a deeper connection between these two, I think, in the movie than we do in the book. That's kind of what I was saying. Like, yeah. we see all these little things leading up to the heartbreak at the end. But he ends up asking her again what her number one is. And she finally does you know, tell him that she wants to get married in the church where her mother grew up. In the book, she mentions that she wants that to happen. Plus, like, it bursting with so many people. Yeah, she wants know. it to be, like, the event of the of the mm-hmm. year, essentially. Yep. <laughs> so he's now, Landon's now talking to his mom. And she says that she found a list while she was doing his, you know, doing his laundry. And it's, Landon has now, you know, made a list of things that he wants, including going to college, becoming a doctor and his mom is not very encouraging she's like this is gonna like take a lot of work yeah and she knows she knows her son (laughs) yeah and he's like well jamie believes in me and this part doesn't happen in the book obviously because we talk about how he's kind you know he's applying to school throughout this Mm -hmm. entire book and he does have some sort of ambition 
he's just not sure what it is. Yeah, he, he has no idea kind of what he wants to do. It's interesting that like he's so adamant about being a mm-hmm. doctor, especially considering his dad is a doctor in the movies. So yeah. like, why would you want to, if you're not in a good relationship, why would you want to go in his footsteps? Who knows? Yeah. Um, but we do get, again, a lot more inner dialogue because the book is from his point of view. Yeah. So we get a lot more of that. So now Landon is out with Jamie again and she just seems super off and she actually tells him at this point that she's not going to go to college. And he's like, well, what do you mean you're not going to college? And she's like, I'm sick. Like, and he's like, okay, we can go home if you're not feeling well. She's like, no, I'm really sick. I have leukemia. Um, and she's known for like two years that mm-hmm. she's had leukemia and that she's no longer um, responding to these treatments. And it's just like this devastating. Like, I don't know if, I, especially when I'm 18, how would you take, like the, you know, being in a relationship when you're a teenager is so intense as it is yeah. to then have that. I just could, there's no, I don't know how you could yeah, even I mean, react to that. Like you'd have to be an extremely mature teenager to kind of, yeah. you know, understand how to deal with that. Um, I, I was kind of bummed the difference here. Uh, she ends up running away in the, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of like, what the heck? Yeah. In the book, they actually like embrace. She basically mm-hmm. like sobs into his uh, his chest. She's a lot like, more emotional about her cancer in the movie than she is, or in the book in the than book. she is in the yeah, movie. In the sure. movie, she's very come to terms with it mm-hmm. um, almost. Then in the in the book, she's very very cries a lot. I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, and I think in the book though, like it seems like she's had leukemia for a lot longer than than two years, wasn't it? In the book, um. I can't remember. I, I I feel like it was a lot longer. Well, but. and in the book, they talk about how, like, she, in the book, she only has, like, they think she only has, like, a couple months to live yeah. in the, in, when they don't mention that. In I think the, it's, like, max five months or something. Yeah, it's not very live. long. Yeah. So, but she says before she ends up running away from him at this point, she was like, this is why I didn't want you to fall in love with me, because I didn't want a reason to be mad, angry at God. And you're just like... Yeah. Oh, just dagger to the heart. And that doesn't happen in the book either. But I'm like, yeah, it just, it makes so much sense. Like, yeah, why would you want to like fall in love with someone to just have to leave them? You know, so. I did like that it came a little bit more full circle, Mm -hmm. like the whole don't fall in love with me. Right. So Landon ends up driving to his dad's house and wherever it is, we don't really know. And he asks his dad for help because he's a cardiologist and kids don't understand the difference <laughs> and that's not in the book obviously uh and then we see that landon just kind of drives around for a while and breaks down and i was thinking i was like man i remember in high school i used to just go for drives all the time oh really just clear my mind i didn't have my driver's license in high school well, so. that's <laughs> your own fault <laughs> i was okay with it but yeah i remember like if i if we were feeling moody that's what you did you just mm-hmm. went and drove around because gas was like a dollar fifty a gallon <laughs> <laughs> also this is the infamous scene where he can't um cry to save his life yeah he's very uh He's not the best crier. It's fine, though. Uh, But he ends up... The next thing we get is that he's actually talking to Eric. And Eric comes over to talk to him. And because he... You know, I heard about it. And is very supportive of him at Mm -hmm. this point. And almost apologizes for the way that he acted. And we do get this kind of, like, apology-type stuff in the book a little bit. Like, in the book, there's one point where... Is it Margaret and Eric Mm -hmm. come over and sit down on the couch with them and... That's the scene where he tells her, like, you're you're a special person or or whatever. Yeah, and it was very much like, we're sorry we were awful, and this is probably the last time we're going to see... Like, it's very weird Mm -hmm. in in the... I, I kept thinking in the book, like, 
this is how the Duggars are. This is how the Duggars date. Like, very, like... Who was that? The 19 kids in counting or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, very, like, let's sit on a couch and talk mm-hmm. about these things. Like, that was the vibe <laughs> I got, at least. Um, so, now we see that Landon is just... Because it... We're led to believe that Landon and Jamie haven't really seen each other since she's told him. So he's bringing like a million flowers to her front door and her dad comes up and he's like, tell Jamie, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm still here for her. Like, I'm not going to run away from this. In the book, they basically, from the moment he, she tells him, like spend Mm -hmm. every moment. Yeah. They like read the Bible together every night. Yeah. So... Jamie ends up actually showing up at Landon's house and apologizes, you know, for that. She didn't tell him, you know, sooner. And she tells him, you know, you kept me healthy longer. Yeah. And that happens in the book. She's like, you know, I probably was healthier longer because you were keeping me distracted and doing these other things. Um, And he asks her, he goes, are you scared? And she's like, yeah, to death. And she tells him to lighten up. And I'm like, oh, my God. But again, to your point, she's kind of come to terms with yeah. it in the movie. She's like, this is my fate. I'm just going mm-hmm. to live my life as much as I possibly can yeah. until I can't anymore. Well, and in the book, they they reference it so many times. Like, this is God's plan. Yeah. God's plan. Very, you hit the, the Lord's plan. Yeah, you hit the nail on not, the head. Not saying, Drake's song. <laughs> yeah, but you hit the nail on the head when you talked about how, like, the book is way more religious yeah. than, than the movie is. Yeah. I was like, I remember it being religious, but, like, not this religious. Yeah. So now we kind of get a little montage. We see that Jamie or uh, Landon asks his his mom how to dance so he can dance better with Jamie. And we see him dancing with her, you know, on the on the deck and we see that he's building her that telescope, Mm -hmm. you know, that she really wants, you know, by the spring. And this is when his friend Dean, who he punched at school shows up and actually offers to help. So now all the kids are like, man, we were really mean, you know, but like also how terrible that it had to like be that she's dying from cancer for you to be like, actually I need to be a good human. Right. And that's exactly how it happens in the book too. Uh, but we see that Jamie is getting weaker and she ends up fainting and ends up in the hospital and Landon stays by her side the whole time. Uh, but her dad does ask for, you know, a moment, you know, with her and they talk about her mom and how her mom, you know, died during childbirth with her and how her dad couldn't even look at Jamie for like the first couple weeks. And it's just like heartbreaking. Like you feel so bad for the reverend because he's been through so much. Um, and then we see that Belinda comes over and apologizes to Landon and gives him some photos. <laughs> Again, it's this like, well, I just I thought was, it was interesting because he's like, I don't know why she picked me. And Belinda's like, I do. Yeah. Like I saw the potential in you and clearly she can too. It's just, yeah. you saw the love in her. Yeah. Which been there, Belinda. <laughs> Uh, but Jamie, another back in the hospital and Jamie actually gives Landon a book that was her mom's favorite. And it just basically has a bunch of like different quotes and different things. But it's funny because as she's handing him the book, she goes, don't worry, it's not a Bible. And in the book, <laughs> that's what she gives, that's him. What she gives yeah. him. So I thought that was interesting that they, they went that route with it. Again, I think because they kind of minimize the religious mm-hmm. aspects of the movie it made sense to switch it to just a journal yeah because and one of the quotes in that book is you know find out who you are and do it on purpose by dolly parton the fabulous mm-hmm. um but then there is a bible quote in there about love so it's it's sprinkled in throughout mm-hmm. the movie i guess and jamie also tells landon at this point like i figured that god sent you to me to help me get through all this and i'm like oh and then she's like you're my angel oh. <laughs> 
I can't with this like, movie. How many times did you cry during this movie? <laughs> Literally like 18 times. Eight. I just, I love them so much and it's just so sad. Yeah. Like movies are sad, but I think I just really love this couple for whatever reason. That's and it fair. just is so devastating to me. Um, we do find out that Jamie is able to go home because unfortunately Landon's dad couldn't help her out, you know, medically, but he ended up paying for private home care mm-hmm. for her, which I'm sure anyone going through that, that is like the biggest, the yeah, yeah, you know, sure. so it happens in the movie or in the book too. Um, even though he's not a doctor, he still mm-hmm. has, he's well off. He's a congressman. So he's able to pay for, um, the fees. Yeah. And that's actually kind of in the book and the movie, what brings Landon and his dad back together because Landon then goes and, you know, thanks his dad and completely breaks down and whatnot. But Landon keeps working on the telescope. Um, and, her her dad finally is coming in terms like all right I kind of like this kid actually yeah he's like I can't get rid of him so I might as well get yeah used to him. so uh, Reverend Sullivan ends up helping Landon finish the the telescope so Jamie's able to see the comet the next day and so they're on the deck and they're looking at the comet and he's like yeah it's cool <laughs> like you literally just built this for like weeks but anyways he's like do you love me and she's like yeah, I love you. And he's like, will you do anything for me? And she's like, anything. He goes, will you marry me? (laughs) Which is, it's, I I mean, obviously I love how, obviously I love this movie, but in the book, it's like, he's trying to figure out something he can do for her and Mm -hmm. he doesn't know what he can do. And he has a lot of internal uh, struggle with like, he's like, I like I'm here for her, but I feel like there's still something missing. Like I still need to do something for yeah. her and he can't remember it until it's finally triggered that he remembers his, her number one wish has always been mm-hmm. to get married. Um, yeah, I think so, he like reads a Bible quote that reminds yeah. him of marriage or yeah. whatever. And when he does uh, ask her to marry him, she's actually on the hospital bed. So mm-hmm. she's like in really, really bad condition and he goes and proposes to her. Yeah. And, uh, but this is the difference in the book. I very much felt like, he was doing it because he felt like it was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. That's another big theme in this book. It's the right thing to do. I very much felt like in the movie, he's doing it because he loves her. Like. So you're saying he didn't love her in the book? I think he did, but like, it just like, and maybe because we don't get the inner struggle with it all is that like in the movie, it's like, he's doing it because he loves her so Mm -hmm. much. And in the book, it's like, he's just like, I want to do the right thing. I want to do the right thing. I want to do something for her. And then it's like, oh, wait, yeah, I remember she wants to get married. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's fair, I guess. I think, but for me, the way I took it is like, he needs to figure out a way to show her his love. And this is the number one way that he can come up with. Yeah. Um, So I think, I mean, I think he still loves her in the book. Well, yeah, he does. But it's it's a little more methodical i guess (laughs) i don't know uh but they end up getting married in the church that her mom grew up in she actually is able to walk down the aisle without any problem because she's a like you said she's in the hospital bed and in the book she can barely even walk down the aisle yeah i'm actually um i actually like this scene in the book a lot better um because it just gets you like it you know really gut-wrenching mm-hmm. but essentially yeah she's so sick that she um she but she's adamant about wanting to walk down the aisle and have her dad give her yeah. away so they wheel her to the you know back of the altar um she, she struggles mm-hmm. to get to the front and then once she gets up there they actually put her back in, a, in her wheelchair um so then landon kneels Mm. And then the Reverend Neil. It's like, it's so yeah. much more like impactful. I wouldn't have been able to handle it. <laughs> like I, 
couldn't barely handle that, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, that it's a little different. But again, they get married. They that's get the married. And, you know, it, essentially that's where the story ends in the movie. Um, they he does. He, this is where we get the narration of Landon at the very end of the movie where he said, you know, they had a beautiful summer together and then she passed away. I don't think they really mention in the book, like how quickly she dies after they get married. Do they? Uh, I think he says we spend a good summer together. Oh, yeah, or, or a couple like months that. or something. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much where the book ends, correct? Mm-hmm. So we do do get a little bit more in the movie. We get four years later, and Landon comes home to visit uh, Jamie's dad, and we find out that he just got into medical school, and he ends up giving the book back to the Reverend, the book that Jamie gave him because it was her mom's. He gives that book back to the Reverend and Landon goes, I guess she never got her miracle. And he goes, yeah, it was you. She did. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and the books mm-hmm. end similarly. Um, Cause mm-hmm. he does talk about miracles. Uh, I think the line here, hold on since I have the book. Um, he says, I smile slightly looking toward the sky, knowing there's one thing I still haven't told you. I now believe, by the way, that miracles can happen. Uh, yeah. And the book and the movie closes out with, you know, he says that Jamie saved his life and that he can still feel her love. And ugh. it's like the wind. I can feel it, but I can't. See, or I can. I can't see it, but I can feel it. Oh. <laughs> I messed that up. You, you did, but I feel <laughs> I, it. I, I still moment. feel it. I can still see Shane West, like, brooding out to the lake. Ugh. Oh, we made it through it and I didn't, I didn't fully cry. Good for you. (laughs) So, I mean, can we say the, the movie stay true to the book? I'd say so. Sure. I think so. I mean, all the elements were there. Yeah. It's just, there was so much different though. Yeah. But the core of the the core of the story is is there. The, um, supporting core was not there, (laughs) there, but you know, different. (laughs) Uh, you know my answer, obviously. What is yours, book or movie? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the movie. Thank you. I, um, I was literally going to throw that book across the the room if you said book. Why? It's a good book. It's fine. It's an okay book. It's fine, it's book. but they, it wasn't, it doesn't touch a candle to this. No, and I do think I, we're, um, we're partial because this movie has sentimental value, clearly, yeah. more so for you than yeah. me, apparently. <laughs> Um, but you were uh, in middle school. You weren't quite there yet. But it's still like, it, I remember I seeing it and like feeling those, those feelings. So I, I got to give it to the movie. And yeah. like, they just do a good job of like really showing the love between them. Yes. All right. That's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the booby girls. You can also email us at the at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple levels for you. Our rom-com level gets you episodes 24 hours ahead. You also get access to our Karen reviews. And then our drama level gives you everything we already mentioned. You also get a sticker for joining. You get a shout out in a future episode and you get access to our bonus content, including our booby cereals. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the booby girls. And next up we are doing into the wild. Is it a true story or is it based on true events? Mm, you got me there. I have no idea. I start- all I know is Emil Hirsch is in the movie. Yeah. It's <laughs> about all I know as well. And I accidentally bought it twice at Goodwill. <laughs> So I have two copies. (laughs) Speaking of, we may do a giveaway. So be on the lookout on our Instagram. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.